you or Jayla? Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Who's There? Uh, week of the VMAs 2016. Hey, do you even remember the VMAs? I feel like they were so long ago. I fell asleep during part of them and then I like made dinner during another part of them and I've, I've blocked a lot of it out. I mean, I had a great time watching them, but I'm just saying it feels like everybody's so hyped on Sunday, and then like by Tuesday, we're all like, huh? What happened? You know, it's like it didn't matter. That's the lifespan of every award show, isn't it? True. True. But the thing about the VMAs this year was that they didn't have hosts, and they were they were really messy. They were just a very bizarre format. They're a very bizarre structure. So they were captivating, but not in a good way. Because it was like, what is going on Well, here? also, they had a record low uh, ratings. Literally four people watched. Uh, no, like, <laughs> compared to the VMAs, like, five years ago, four people watched. It was really, like, it's amazing. Somebody um, tweeted the it's, ratings from, like... It's lower than... It's 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 lower than half of five years ago. Lower than half of five years yeah. ago. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I think they thought by doing this disjointed, many hosts jumping all over the place that they were catering to, like, a person with no attention span but instead it just became like where am i looking what am i looking at yeah and there was a very there was a very like the whole key and peel bit was very condescending especially to their audience yeah we can get into that i mean i think the other thing was very interesting was that everyone was like okay it's beyonce's year like lemonade was the best music video of the year clearly it was like a more than a music video it was like a whole thing and yeah. she performed for 15 minutes which is unprecedented basically the entire album and it was the best part of the vmas so i guess if there's any good redeeming factor of this year's vmas it was so good yeah that it it single-handedly saved the entire show because had it yeah. not had Lemonade, I think we would be shit-talking the 2016 VMAs more than we already are. But because that was there, it saved it. There was a very good tweet I saw that was like following the um, the format of that like Beyonce and the Airbnb couch meme where it was like <laughs> MTV, Beyonce, performed during the VMAs, Beyonce, I want to perform my entire album, MTV, you only get five minutes, Beyonce, and then like the, the couch face. picture. <laughs> Her face. Her like knowing face. I mean, honestly, like. It's funny because that's not even accurate. I bet the VMAs went to her and said, you literally can have the entire show if you want it. And she's like, I'll take 15 minutes. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, could have just been a live stream of Beyonce. And it's really sad because it was supposed to be Rihanna's night. Like Rihanna was winning this award. She performed four times. None of them were memorable. And it went over time. So yeah. like by the end, when she actually got her award, we were like, hey, we've been watching this for six hours. <laughs> I gotta say, watching VMAs on PST is very crucial and changes oh, the entire nice. experience because by the end, you're like, oh, time for dinner. Loving it. Where's the pizza? <laughs> That's so nice. I was so tired by the end of it. Um, speaking of VMAs, Lindsay, what was special about this year's VMAs for us? Um, we covered it for the wonderful people at Vanity Fair. We did uh, two different pieces. One was on the lead up about the best new artists, which you can check out, but we'll like we'll talk about them uh, right. later in this podcast. The other, which was really fun to do, was the red carpet. We wrote about all the different who's on the red carpet, which I would argue was like way more fun than the actual show, just watching the red carpet. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but... But um, the reason we covered the 
best new artist category is because the best new artist category is like the 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 minefield of who's yes you have no idea who any of these people are and it's like Ugh, who's yeah. this Ugh. yeah who's uh zara larson i mean i think they do i mean that's the whole thing is if you did know who they were they wouldn't be the best new artist right, right. i mean that's like the whole right point it's it's by like, design yeah but it is sad to feel like you are a relatively in the know person about music and then you see the best new artist for the year and you're like uh <laughs> you know because because that because you should know who these up-and-comers are even if they're new yeah every time you look at the best new artist category you grow another dozen gray hairs <laughs> you do <laughs> so thank you to vanity fair for letting us do that it was super fun yeah it was great also speaking of um media coverage <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm still like not over it. I'm still like in disbelief. I can't believe it that it happened today. Bobby is uh, talking about that today. Who Weekly was featured in a piece by um, the lovely Amanda Hess in the New York Times, <laughs> which is like. <laughs> Are you familiar with that? Uh, <laughs> is it a magazine, Lindsay? Is it a newspaper? Is it a pamphlet? What is it? The best part is like. That not just that we were in it, which I love, we were placed beside our faves at the Shade Room, which is like the biggest honor you can ever imagine. The Shade Room and Oh No, They Didn't Shape My View of Pop Culture for the past, you know... Half a decade. That's how it works for us. And the other thing was, I thought it was amazing that some of these true who's were in the New York Times, probably the only time that they will ever be in the New York Times. Pointing out how no one knew who they were, but the fact that they were in the New York Times is honestly wonderful coverage. Mm-hmm. Like Steak. Speaking of Steak, we have to talk about Steak. She's not on the list. Steak is actually like sort of easy to. Do you want to just do Steak now? Discuss who's Steak. Steak is a Steak is like a Tumblr person. Steak is a Tumblr person. Steak's real name is Rachel Finley, and she's kind of a fashion person. Right. She kind of she became internet famous on Tumblr. And then she married um, the workaholics guy with the hair, with the kind of big curly hair. His What's name, his name is... Um... My joke on Twitter was that his I, I, I didn't know his, his name, so we were just going to call him Eggs. I think his... <laughs> good joke. I think his name is Blake Anderson. It's Blake Anderson. That sounds right. Um, can I read you why her nickname is Steak? Because it's like actually kind of funny. Is it something very easy as though like... She likes steak. No, no, no. It's it's kind of funny. Okay, so the, so this is from Nylon, and they interviewed her, and and she said, when I was when I was a poor college aged kid, I was too stubborn to take handouts from my family, so they found a way to, around that to keep me from starving to death or whatever illogical things were bouncing around their heads. They started shipping me Omaha steaks. I had oh my so God, I many knew you were of them. This has like I love this. I had so many of them stacked up over time that nothing else could fit in our fridge. So I'd have people over to the porch to help me put a dent in my backstock. Over time, I went from that girl with the steak to steak girl to just steak in 2005 i started a blog called steak tooth because red meat is my go-to i don't like chicken that's like funny (laughs) that's like really funny that's pretty funny but yeah she she's married to workaholics guy and that's why you saw her doing the red carpet right she's very um she's very good on camera and she's good on the internet yeah she did she was uh doing the red uh the red carpet with lizzo who's wonderful she's a rapper um who's great Singer. New singer. rapper singer. And uh and the this other guy named like Mile or something. Did you see uh I saw him. I didn't 
I never even thought to look him up. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay, whatever. Who cares? But um, re- uh, a quick side note about steak. That Omaha steak story must be some sort of like prevalent uh, thing among a particular type of person because one of my best friends um, from college and high school, when specifically when she was in college, her grandparents sent her a big shipment of Omaha steaks twice a year. Where, once was on really? once was on Valentine's Day, once was on her birthday, and they sent her so much Omaha steaks that she would have to have people over and cook them because she couldn't fit it all in her freezer. I gotta say, give the gift of steak. That's a great gift unless it was the person's so a vegan. Much fun. It's a nice thing to give to people. Fuck flowers. Who the fuck needs flowers? They die. Give steak. That's a, I mean, yeah. well the steak is already dead in a, oh, in well, a sense. Okay, but that's not Okay, fine. Fine. Sorry okay, to all semantics. you vegans out there or whatever if I offended you with my glowing recommendation of steak. But that's who steak is, and I'm really glad that that happened because a lot of people did tweet at us saying, who is steak? LOL. Also, segue, if Omaha Steaks wants to send us steaks, that's fine. <laughs> we would accept them. My name is Rachel Finley, a.k.a. Steak. I live in beautiful Burbank, California. So my speedometer no longer works because I never got that replaced. I run Teenage, a clothing company with my husband. Speaking of, we have some shout outs really quickly that we haven't done. <laughs> Forgive Speaking us. Speaking of people who've sent us shit that we've loved. We have been sent two very important items. One, Lindsay and I were both sent Nutribullets. Do you know why we were sent Nutribullets? Because uh, a very wonderful listener works for Nutribullet and I tweeted about, remember when Chrissy Teigen started a fight between all of the blenders, which was mm-hmm. charming as hell. And I was like, this is the best day of like for social media experts for blenders. And she literally was like, <laughs> it is the best day. Like, we're so happy. And so she sent us Nutribullets because I don't know. I use mine every single day. The other people I would like to shout out are the fine people who sent us mayonnaise. <laughs> Or specifically me because they asked for an address and I gave them mine because... Have you eaten uh, it? I was greedy. Yeah. I've made tuna salad with it. I've made <gasps> chicken salad with it. I've made regular sandwiches with it. What? It was a Greek yogurt-based mayonnaise. Let me get the brand name right because I don't want to... There it is. Blue Plate Mayonnaise with Greek yogurt. We love yeah, Thank shit. you so much. It was great. Uh, we just felt the need to, to shout those people out because we haven't um, on the air. And now we have. And we appreciate it. And now we can move on to your calls. Um, I'm just really stoned, and I wanted to congratulate you guys on Rita Ora and Angela Algort doing a VMA together. That's all. Bye. <laughs> um, that was, like, one of the best moments of the night when Rita and Ansel stepped up to the podium to present an award. She, like, squeezed his face like a baby. It was hilarious. Ansel's insane outfit. Ansel's oh. insane outfit. We didn't even really mention Rita. We didn't really mention... Can we just... Uh, Rita was there. I guess we can... Should we mention her? Or, like, to say what... How she was or what she did or anything? She didn't really do anything. She didn't do much of anything. She just walked on stage with Ansel and they announced... Um, <laughs> what was it? I don't Best remember. director. She's a singer, actress, and the new host of America's Next Top Model on VH1. And he's an actor, DJ, and singer-songwriter with Model Good Looks. Please welcome Rita Ora and Ansel Elgort. Look at this face. Look at this face. Hi, The Weekly. This is ISCJ. We're calling from Montreal. We love your podcast. We are your biggest Canadian fans. And we have a very important question about someone called Ansel Elgort. Elgort? 
Um, we were looking at the, the best and worst dress from the VMAs, and we found him, but, like, Cosmopolitan has misspelled his name. Which we thought was Barry Hooey. And named his outfit the most exhausting. Which I think it kind of is. Yeah, it's exhausting. So, let us know. Thanks. Bye. Good form, Bella Thorne. We, so let's be up front. We've spoken about Ansel Elgort before. People have, someone has called about Ansel Elgort before, and we've talked about Ansel Elgort before. It's worth, like, giving a brief little rundown of him in the, for these calls. And because of his, like, association with with Rita. Well, also because of music. We talked about him with acting, and now he has music, and... You love that song. Okay, I, right. So, like, I have to make, I, have I admitted this on the podcast before? No, you just admitted it in, like, every other medium. Okay, so I gotta say, Ansel Elgort released a, a single. He's been he's been pimping this and solo act where he's a DJ for a while now, and I've respected it and made fun of it from a distance, but then he finally released a single, and it's, like, good? It's good. It's good in a very it's generic good. way. It's good. No, it's, like, it's good. It's really good, but it could be by anyone. I don't care. It, but that's the magic. It's, like... You'd hear it and you'd be like, "Who? oh, this is like good. Who is this? And I'd be like, Bobby, it's Ansel Elgort. And you'd be like, no. <laughs> and I'd be like, gotcha. At the end of the night when I turn off the lights and the bullshit fades away. I don't want to go home alone. You just got El Gordon. You just got and soloed or whatever. No. Do not turn that into a verb. <laughs> you just got and soloed. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, it's a good song. Like, whatever. So he was going to be amazed who he for is. that reason. So um, the reason Ansel El Gord is famous is... Um, uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Well, well, Fault in Our Stars and his parents. So it's very like... <laughs> Just like Gigi and Bella Hadid and Haley Baldwin, Ansel Elgort is proof that, like, nepotism is not exclusive to, like, women in Hollywood. God, it's true. Ansel Elgort is only famous because his dad is a really, 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 really famous and prolific photographer. Um, he's, like, old Manhattan, like, socialite It um, is weird that his parents family. are so, like... They're in it. They're in it, but they're not, like, in it in a very traditional Hollywood in it way. Like, it's not like his dad is, like, runs MGM or, like, why did I just say MGM? Runs, <laughs> That's very strange. I know, sorry. Weird runs, association. Runs Sony or, you know, or owns uh, whatever. Like, it's like his parents are this weird, very artistic, old New York, live in the Hamptons vibe. It's, it's very Dunham-like. Very Dunham-like. But it's, it's very weird Dunham-like. because he's not like this indie actor. He's like a heartthrob guy and he's actually kind of stupid in a charming way. So it's weird that those are his parents. Is what is. He doesn't seem like he belongs with them. He belongs to them. Right? I, I, I kind of think he fits the bill. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, we can move on, right? Yeah. No, I think that's it. We already... I mean, we've, we've kind of gone over the rest of him. The context of him... As an actor, we've already talked about. So that's now he's a musician. So he's at the VMAs wearing the weirdest clothing. Anyways, next call. <laughs> hey guys, it's Jenny from Columbus calling. I've been listening to the podcast since episode one. I'm obsessed. Um, my question is regarding the Who Amaze. 
who were the commentators of the whole thing? Are they a social media like Twitter parody account? Are they on a TV show? They were god awful and would like to know who they are so I can avoid them for the rest of my life. Um, good form Bella Thorne lesbian and you guys rock. Thanks so much. Um, I want to just say that this is a uh, nice proof that Key and Peel did really terribly at their jobs on Sunday. And it's also, it also makes me feel kind of bad because Key and Peel are so funny on their show. The room I was in was split between whether it was funny or not. Oh, I thought it was almost like Im- impossible to call that like successful at anything. A few people I was with were like, this is actually kind of funny. I gotta say though, I think everyone did agree that it was overkill. Like if they had done it once or twice, it would have been like funny because they're Whatever. It would have been because they're funny. And if they had done it once or twice, they were it would have been funny. But what it, I just think that like the yeah. concept of making fun of social media on a network that is like it's over. desperate to succeed at social media is so uh, disingenuous, you know, like it's just like it's condescending and it's disingenuous. It is. All MTV is. wants is to connect with a younger audience through social media and to make fun of social media is so offensive to the to like the demographic that they are desperate for. Well, it's you know? also weird because um, Key and Peele are like forty five years old, uh, forty five years old, and uh, the other one's thirty seven. Thirty seven. Yeah, and it's it. You can tell. I don't know. They're very, very, very funny. So that's kind of why I'm a little bit like, what happened here? Because any uh, kind of basic forty five year old comedian, I wouldn't be surprised went to MTV and said, "Here's a good bit for us. We're gonna like do social media, but we're gonna like." be like make fun of it and it'll be really funny because that's what old people like to do it's like we lampoon yeah. you know i mean i'm not that old okay relax everyone i'm not that old <laughs> but like the idea is that we're older than everyone and we don't understand anything and i think right. that was kind of the the joke which is weird because you would think if they pitched this joke somebody in the room would have been like hey not the best idea well also i feel like it it's sort of maybe i'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt but it sort of reeks of um sort of like a a watered down thing that happened where they pitched something that got filtered through other levels that got rewritten by like a writing staff and then they were left with this thing that was way more um simplistic and juvenile than what they pitched yeah um but that's just me giving them the benefit of that which i think they deserve because they are very 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 funny funny. so key and peel is keegan michael key and jordan peel they have a show on comedy central thus the viacom connection thus Mm -hmm. mtv kind of a sketch comedy show probably one of the funniest sketch shows the funniest sketch show on television i think like what other sketch shows are funny right now a sketch. A- I mean, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, uh, SNL, not really. Uh, but, no, but, SNL, but, SNL can't compare to Amy Schumer right. and Key and Peele. So Key and Peele is like the funny. I think it is yeah. like the funniest. Yeah. Um, it's been on for five seasons. It's really solid. So they're like yeah. a big deal. And one of them is married to Chelsea Peretti, who? Peele. Peele. And Key, I mean, Key and Peele are both in everything lately. Because like it kind of, they they're, they're, they took that, they took that sort of, um, uh, they took that route where comedy central stars kind of get put in every comedy yeah, um, yeah like every comedy movie has the same people in it yeah and um peel happens to do the best barack obama impression that we have so like you know when the president when we have the president and then you have one person who does the impression the best they're like the one that you remember as doing that best impression usually it's an mm-hmm. snl person but honestly it's real. it's not this year it's not it's 
Yeah, no. It's it's a peel. So his his Obama became the most famous Obama. So I think that's like really important to notice that for the end till the end of time that this person will be doing his being Barack Obama. Like that's the impression. That, that we is have. a really interesting observation. Yeah. That this is the first non SNL one in like in forever. What? Like a generation. In forever. I mean, can you think of a not SNL person doing a president that was more iconic than the SNL version of that? Because SNL... Bush, Clinton... I mean, I'm thinking specifically like our lifetimes, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Bush, Clinton, Bush were all SNL. I just can't think of anyone outside of that world that's done impressions for presidents that were as iconic. And it's interesting to know that... SNL was not very diverse, and then it got slightly more diverse, but the fact that they still didn't even have the main Obama impression is interesting. Yeah. Whatever. Now we've really Um, gone on this for a while. Yeah. The next one we have to do quickly because this guy does not deserve much of our time. Next call. Hey, it's Ashley. Big fan. I'm wondering who G-Eazy is. Why is he white? And more importantly... On the subject of Britney Spears, do you think that Britney is a who to the younger generation? I mean, I'm almost 30, so Britney Spears is still giant pop star icon. But coming up after Beyonce on the VMAs, I'm thinking some 16-year-olds are probably like, who the F is this old lady? So let me know what you think. Bye. We should answer the Britney question first and get it over with. What do you think? I think Britney is iconic beyond our generation. I'm also yeah. um, recently 30, and I think so we're the same age. I think Britney Spears is 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 iconic beyond the generation that yeah. grew, grew up with her. Yes, I do. And she's sort of she's sort of easy to to ridicule and to lampoon, but she has been releasing hits. Uh, pretty consistently throughout yeah. her entire career. So even the 16-year-olds have been hearing her throughout their entire lives. Totally. But I will say one of the funniest moments of the VMAs was realizing that Britney had to follow Beyonce in a very <laughs> petty, funny, pop culture-minded joke format. It was hilarious to see everyone kind of be like, can you imagine telling someone they have to follow a 15-minute Beyonce solo, essentially? But honestly, who better than Britney? Because she doesn't care. She doesn't care? She barely knew. She was just like, it's fine. I'm going to do my song. Britney is so successful. Britney's going to go back to Vegas and like make more money. I know. It's just, it's just hang out with her kids. It's just funny because we, we kind of have this view of Britney currently where she's kind of this like broken bird forever almost. I mean, she really is not anymore. She's, she's, she's fine. supposedly rehabilitated. Britney is okay. She is, but she's still under, uh, what do you call it? She doesn't have control over her own health or finances <laughs> that's not oh yeah she uh, her dad is con- like yeah, her conservator she, or whatever yeah let's not lie she has a life conservative ship or whatever that is called but she's got her kids and honestly i think her kids just like bring her like all the joy she needs i know i just i just think it's like we can't really say that everything's fine and dandy if the woman is literally treated like uh somebody who is severely disabled you know like that is the kind of thing that you like she i don't know i just it's very strange that this still exists for her. But I guess my point is that America treats her like this broken bird. So the joke kind of being like, how dare they do this to Britney is very funny. <laughs> right. Um, but who is g Easy Lindsay? Okay, so um, he is a white rapper. Your question, why is he white, is a very good question. And the answer is, I don't know why he's white. And also, I don't really know why he's famous or why we like him. His, na- his real name is, do you know his real name? 
Oh, it's so boring. Gerald Earl. I Gerald Earl Gilliam. Gilliam. Known by G Easy. And he's from Oakland. Yeah. And he appeared, I think, out of nowhere. I honestly literally don't know where he came from. Like, how did he even get in this world? Uh, I mean, it was, it was, he, he studied music in college. <laughs> okay. In New Orleans. So do a lot of people. How did he, like, um, get? I don't know. How do you ever, like, it's, it's like mostly luck. It's like luck and talent. Like a perfect, you know, alchemy. I mean, I just, so he's, it's interesting just because I was talking to somebody else about this. And it's like, if you think about it, there are really not many white rappers right now. Remember, we went through all this time where we had all these white rappers. Mm-hmm. And since Malcolm Moore, we really have not had a white rapper. And it's interesting that Britney, of course, finds the only white, the only white rapper who's maybe somewhat relevant and slaps him on her first single right. for her album. Whatever. Really quick uh, anecdote about g When I was in Seattle recently, um, was taking an Uber back to the airport, and this guy was talking about, like, our Uber driver was talking about the prevalence of Uber in Seattle and how much he loves it and, like, how he likes it as a job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he was saying job. that, and he was like, yeah, recently I did a, Uber's trying to get more people to use it, and so... There was a concert recently, and Uber offered free rides to the concert. Like, from anywhere in Seattle metro area, you would get a free ride to this concert, wherever it was, whatever venue. And I was like, who was it? And he was like, some rapper? <laughs> and he was like, uh, it was like Easy G. He called him Easy G. And I, I was mean- like... Oh, G-Eazy. And I was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I've heard of him. And he was like, yeah, I don't know who he was. <laughs> But to G-Eazy's credit, he was like, it was such a busy night. The riders got it free, but he still got paid for the fare. So he was right. like, it was a busy night for me. So I was like, fine. Um, but anyway, G-Eazy. I love that. G-Eazy. And I guess um, if you're like, where have I heard him before? Uh, Brittany sang a bit, sang, I mean, defined sing, but she, she performed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She lip sync along to uh, G-Eazy's big hit with a fellow who, B.B. Rexa, Which me, is myself, so rude to B.B. Rexa. <laughs> B.B. Rexa was in the house. B.B. Rexa was there and they had Britney Spears lip sync to her song. <laughs> It was great, honestly. It was so good, whatever. So, uh, Me, Myself, and I was like a big hit last year with BB Rexa and G Easy, and that's how you may have heard of him before, and that's that's all I have to say about him, I think. BB Rexa. Um, next call. Hi, hey, Weekly. I love your podcast, and I've been thinking of the perfect questions to ask you, and I think I finally have it. I'm watching the VMA pre-show right now, and there's so many who's here, but I just have to know, who is Lucas Graham? I think he or they are performing, and I just have no idea who it is. I can't. I don't know. All right. I hope you can help me. Thank you. Bye. Bob, all you. God, you know them. They're they're Danish. The funniest thing about Lucas Graham, which I feel like Lindsay and I have made this joke on Twitter several times. Um, it's so funny. But it's like every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. It's and the so thing about good. Lucas Graham that is very important to know is that Lucas Graham, <laughs> number one, is not a single person. It is a group of four people. Number two, 
no one in the group is named Lucas Graham. <laughs> no one. So the lead vocalist of Lucas Graham is someone named Lucas Forkammer. They're Danish. Um, they're Danish. And so they have, as far as I know, one huge song, and it's called Seven Years. Wikipedia tells me that there was a song called Mama Said that people knows, but that people know, but I have never heard it. It was so jarring to go from all the other performers to what is basically like, remember the band Keen, Lindsay? Of course. This is Keen, but like they look like they're 15. Well, so they it's have. Tween Keen. Right. So they have that one song that is Seven very years. strange. Like, I honestly like props to them for coming out with this weird song, which it's kind of like, I think I described it as. Uh, what's that song? It's awful. What, okay, well, that's one thing. It is awful. But what's that song where the dad neglects the child and then apologizes and he's like sad at the end? It's like icon- iconic. The cat, uh, the cats, cat's in the cradle. cradle. So, on the silver moon. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like a sad. It's like a sad dad. It's like sad dad. This song is kind of like cats in the cradle, where like stuff is happening at the end. It's like oh, like we're dead and the world's gonna end. And it's like we should have looked. We should have known. And it's like okay, what? And so I'm it feels. <laughs> What's that song where the dad is like started. mean to the son? God. Like, also rude of both of us for that. Like, rude of you for mentioning that. Rude of me Ugh. for knowing what you meant. Um, okay, like, sorry, like, Cat Stevens. I forgot the name of Cat's Cradle. Like, this is not, like, who cares? Also, it's not even Cat Stevens. It's Harry Chapin. It? Oh, my God. But did Cat Stevens ever sing it? I mean, Cat Stevens probably sang a lot of stuff in his career. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh Harry Chapin. I honestly... <laughs> no, Cat Stevens... Cat Your parents Stevens... are going to listen to this and be like, Lindsay, we taught you nothing. No, they're not going to listen to us, first of all. But also, Cat, Cat Stevens did cover it. He just didn't write it. Sorry. Okay, fine. So that's who Lucas Graham is. Wait, there's another, fi- there's another cool thing about Lucas Graham. Do you want to hear it? Uh, do I have a choice? Um, Lucas Forhammer uh, grew uh-huh. up in a very interesting place he grew this is fascinating do you not think this is fascinating what are you gonna say he grew up in this area in copenhagen called freetown christiania have you heard of this no it is a self-proclaimed autonomous neighborhood of 850 residents so essentially it's it has its own flag so and it's, it's sort like, of its own country it's its own country within so it's like copenhagen. A yes yes so it's like the dc of copenhagen like kind of but full of like hippies well, I mean, and, not really like full of hippies it. and anarchists so essentially like you could go to this place and Did they have to follow danish law like not i think they're i think they're in this weird land where they don't have to i'm telling that's you that's so weird i think i told you this it's kind of culty no you never told and me and there this. was like no rules and there was a lot of drug dealers there so it was like a big issue uh and people it's do a they big, purge there do they do the purge they don't do the pur- they don't do the purge <laughs> it's like a big tourist attraction a lot of people like go and there's been some murders there and there's no car no private cars allowed the residents the cars are owned by everyone and they're like allowed to all allowed to use oh, I them love that. yeah no it's uh it's uh there have been some murders there yeah there's been murders well what happens well, when you make no everywhere. rules there's murders there's murders even where there are rules but it's funny because i think he's the only famous person from there because if you go to like popular notable residents he's the only oh i love notable residents but he's the only notable resident (laughs) wait are you serious no yeah all the other ones were murdered go to (laughs) no don't say that so mean Um, yeah no he um and he wrote like songs about it 
Um, and whatever. Anyways, he's like, he's the only like Freetown Christiania uh, resident who has made it to the VMA stage. Um, that's great. I would love any other information about um, our friends in Lucas Graham. Please call us. Don't. We would love to know more. I don't want to know more. I'm done. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Janae from New Orleans. And I was just calling in because of the VMA Sunday. And, like, I know who the chain smokers are, but, like, I didn't know what they looked like. And there's one who sings badly. And I just was calling in because he looks like other hoots. Like, I don't know his name, but he looks like Joe Jonas, who is, like, desperately trying to become a Zim again. And then Rocky from R5, and R5 is like this Disney Hollywood Records band who desperately wants to do jobs from Hollywood Records, so they're doing everything they can to be, like, un-Disney-like. And then he also looks like Kendall from Big Time Rush, who five people likes the show, and I was one of those five people, and now he's doing, he has, like, a band or whatever that sucks. But my point is, is that the same boy from The Chainsmokers looks like those three people. Okay, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Good call. Great call. Great actually. call. Um, very smart of you to pick out one of the main who tendency things, which is that a lot of who's look like other who's, and that is makes it difficult mm-hmm. for you to know who they are. Good yes. call. Um, I also i I really love I really love the Chainsmokers one song roses so much, but at the time, I mean, at the time the time before the VMAs, I thought the Chainsmokers were literally like a, a sort of churches-like band with, you know, the guys and then the the lead vocalist who is a woman. Yeah. I didn't realize that the vocalist on Roses was a featured person and that the Chainsmokers themselves are just two idiots. I love churches. Uh, Chainsmokers is a DJ duo. They they are not a... They're essentially like two David Geddes and they get... They're two David Geddes. They get women who... to feature on their songs. That's a scam. That's some you, sort of weird. Did you con. know that in 2012, before their breakout song, they fe- had a song that featured Priyanka Chopra? Priyanka Chopra sang? Yeah. A song called Erase. Who knew? Anyways. Oh, I didn't know Priyanka Chopra was a singer as well. Another weekend since you've been gone. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I guess it gets Um, they had a breakout in 2014 with a song called Selfie. You might remember it. It like hit number one on the dance charts. People loved it. It was very bad and embarrassing for all of us, honestly. like We also know that hitting number one on the dance charts doesn't mean much. Okay, well, it hit 13 on the regular charts. I don't know. Does that make you feel better? Okay, that's some, a okay. little bit. So uh, Roses, though, is, a, is like a really great Selfie song. Selfie was um, not good, but then their songs since Selfie have been fine. Roses is good. I like. They have a song called Kanye that I really like. I don't know why it's good. I don't know. But the song that they are currently like on top of the world because of is Closer. Um, and it's like the number one song in the country. It's been number one for a couple weeks, I think. Um, and the featured vocalist is, who is it, Lindsay? Tell us. It's our best friend and favorite who, Halsey. Halsey. Who was also um, at the VMAs performing this song on stage with them. And let's just say it didn't go over that well. There was no chemistry. It was like the three of them had never met or communicated It was negative before. chemistry, yeah. It was pretty bad, right? And I didn't realize that they sang. And I think that was my main issue where if it was just her singing and them like behind the decks, I'd be like, okay, like this is uh, 
a familiar relationship that I've seen. I, I have seen <laughs> Calvin Harris. I know what this looks like. But then they sang, and I was like, get off stage. No. But just the one guy did. I don't care. The other, the one other guy stays there. behind his weird tiered pianos and didn't say anything. It was just weird. And their names are Alex and Andrew. And they're just like two white guys from, I don't know. Who knows? Um, and they sort of seem like, uh, maybe I'm being too hopeful here. They seem like they're going to be a flash in the pan. They're going to kind of go away after this. Um, They've had a lot of songs. I don't know. Considering... But you know what? They might prove me wrong. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Selfie was big, and then Roses was big, and then they had Don't Let Me Down, remember that song, and now Closer. Like, they're going on, like, four hits, or, you know, <sighs> big songs. I don't like, I don't uh, like admitting this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you the truth here. We have one last two to talk about. Oh. Okay. Tiana Taylor. Oh. Who was the star of the um, much-buzzed-about Fade video for Kanye West. Um... She is, she was like the the one woman show of that video. Um, right. And there was a lot of talk after she kind of made her appearance in that, like, who is she? But then there was a lot of cross talk about, like, she's been around forever, which she has. Um, from uh, Ira Madison at MTV wrote a great uh, installment of his delete your account thing about, like, hey, guys, like, Tiana Taylor has been around. Like, she's not brand new. But... This is her first, um, in, like, super high-profile collaboration with Kanye. I, mean, I don't even know. Though she's... Like, she's been around. I've heard her name. But, like, can you name the last song she was on or did or, or any type of musical project that she's done? Oh, no. That's why That's okay. why it's it's a, it's a such a good, like, kind of... It, I mean, it's good who behavior because any who has been around for a long time. But, like, when you're asked to, like, name these people, that's where you kind of come up short. And Tiana Taylor is a great who. I mean, she's not... she has been in the... She doesn't have, like, the reputation of, like, Carrie Hilson or, like, these... But I feel like she's in that vein of, like, she's around and she does creative work. But it's unclear, like, if you were, like, name a single, I'd be like, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? Like, be like, oh, Tiana Taylor, she was on that episode of uh, My Super Sweet 16. But that was, like, 100 yeah. years ago, right? And I know she's um, on good music, but I can't name a song that she's done recently. Sweet 16... Tiana's sweet 16, Tiana's sweet 16. Yo, what's good? It's your girl Tiana. I'm a singer, rapper, slash dancer, and I just was signed to Pharrell's label. We're here to celebrate Tiana's birthday. She's 16 years old. I need y'all to make some noise. Tiana's sweet 16. What do this got to do with a skateboard 16? My super sweet 16 episode that like begat uh, Google Me. Google Me is like We gotta play some Google Me. Google Me is her most iconic. The irony of Google Me is 10 years later, I still have to Google her to figure out who she is. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If you wanna find me, baby, you can Google Me. know i think her being uh in quotes in bed with kanye and good music and his album is very his label is very cool and she um had a recent single with chris brown which i whatever i don't know why chris brown but she had a single with chris brown this year that went around and was kind of good so i don't know what Mm -hmm. is next for her this is like a good 
thing for her, this video, because mm-hmm. the video was really cool and she looked great. And I guess she just had a baby. And she her, just had a baby. Her husband, who is a basketball player named Right. Her Iman. husband's in the video. Right. So her husband is a basketball player named Iman Schumpert. Schumpert? Whatever. I don't care. Schumpert? Schumpert? Schumpert. I don't know anything he about basketball. He is on the Cavaliers and he is really hot. And they had a baby re- very recently, which is crazy because she looked like insanely good. And the tabloids love a post-baby body. Oh, of course. And her baby was like in it too, I guess. Right. Her baby, and then she was in a cat face. Yeah, she seems. <laughs> and like, they were in front of sheep. Aside from Kim, like a good Kanye, she seems like a Kanye muse in terms of like Kim yeah. can't dance, so like that's one thing. <laughs> so like, and Tiana Taylor can dance. She actually like did, was a judge on America's Dance Crew or whatever. That's one of the things mm-hmm. that she has done. And she, so so she's like a good Kanye muse, I guess. Yeah, you know. So like, I guess, I guess the hope about this video is that it's finally like going to like thrust her into themdom since she's been kind of hustling for so long and she's been around um this might be the thing that takes her over the top and she's getting a lot of like mini profiles and a lot of high profile magazines yeah um, who want to know more about her because how could you not how could you watch the video I mean, and not want to know more about super her super talented i just i don't know if it's totally fair to be like she's been around because yes she's been around like she she does she's in she's hanging out with the right people but like in terms of being a musician i don't like she hasn't had songs Mm -hmm. uh that are notable or recent or whatever and like that's fine it's just true yeah whatever um and is that all i mean was there anything else i feel like i'm trying to remember the vmas now it's like what were people asking about um Lindsay, we have one more thing to talk about i just realized what can you think of one thing that we haven't talked about? No. Laura Perlongo. Oh, God. We talked about the red carpet. We didn't even mention Laura Perlongo. The best look on the red carpet was, it's sad to say, Laura Perlongo in her uh, baby bump exposing topless jacket where she just wore the, tap, the, oh. the jacket with nothing underneath. The sad thing is this is now the second time we're talking about Laura Perlongo on this podcast. She is... Neve no Shulman <laughs> She is no She's one. Neve Shulman's um fiance, pregnant fiance. Yes. Remember they announced their pregnancy on the internet in an essay on, that was wild. On attention. On attention, uh ATTN that site. Yep. Uh she's pregnant and that's whatever. She's and they went on the red carpet and it was crazy. Whatever. They looked crazy. And it was crazy. <laughs> um yeah, but it was a it was a very memorable look. So I think she deserves credit for that because people are going to be like referencing that in the future. Yeah. They're not going to know who she was, but they're going to be like, oh, remember that belly? Imagine being, imagine your belly outshining you as like a personality. How pathetic. I just like, <laughs> how pathetic. I mean, honestly, sometimes um, getting pregnant can really just like send you right straight up into hoodum. Really just give you an iconic, something to be known for, you know? Mm-hmm. So Lindsay, are we done? Until next year's VMAs, I think we're done with this topic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's let's make a, a pact that we will not talk about the VMAs until next year's next year. VMAs. <laughs> I think this let's is just a... bite our tongues anytime we want to reference the VMAs. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> uh, goodbye, everyone. Have a good weekend. Happy Labor Day. Oh my God! Happy Labor Day. All I want for Labor Day is to throw up on a boat and have Julian Huff <laughs> film me. <laughs> 
Honestly, I feel like that is a possibility for you. I could make it happen. You will drive it. Yeah, 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 they want to know. Hey. Neo. Hey. Neo. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous.